1: today we have a great story of revenge against somebody that made life difficult for nearly a decade. We'll get into that in a bit but first, don't be rude to the front desk staff at a hotel. I worked at a hotel years ago when I graduated high school. Whenever I had a rude guest checking in, I would wait for them to get on the elevator and then deactivate their keys so that they'd have to tote their luggage all the way back down and ask for the keys to be rescanned. Yes, I'd have to deal with a rude customer twice but I always smiled so hard on the inside over their tiny inconvenience. Always hit them with, make sure not to put the key next to your phone or it may deactivate it. Or, I'm so sorry, sometimes these keys are duds. True, but not true in their case. I don't know if it's funny to anybody else, but considering OP said that some are duds, there might be a situation where they go and they deactivate it and it actually is just a dud altogether regardless. Either way though, I get it, receptionists do not deserve getting treated horrendously, even if people travelling around might be having a pretty particularly bad day. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, why to be polite to your server? So I have over a decade of server experience. This isn't a single tale so much as how I managed petty revenge regularly. You can always tell which parents are avoiding caffeine based on how they ask their kids about drinks. Do you want milk, apple juice, Sprite, or root beer? If the table was cool and the parents weren't jerks, i always chimed in, just to let you know, we serve Barks root beer, which is not a caffeine-free option, with a smile to the parents so they can amend their drink options. But the jerks? Oh no. I always crossed my fingers that they would get their spawn root beer and have to deal with them all night long after they're gone for me be nice to your servers folks and they will have your back i don't know if this is controversial but i don't particularly care for root beer so i guess my parents if in that situation they were jerks for some reason would be totally happy apart from their usual selves our next story is use me to scare your toddler i'll give you something to be scared of leaving the company party for a co-worker at a decent family restaurant I come back from the bathroom and pass a woman watching her, I'm guessing, 18-month-old daughter. The kid is playing in the dirt outside. This lady said, no, no, don't play with the dirt, or else, points to me, that man will get mad at you. My inner voice said, who the freak, lady, I don't know you. I don't know your kid, leave me alone. Then I noticed the kid has a strawberry shortcake shirt on. I get an idea. I crouch down to the kid, hey, you like strawberries? Strawberries grow in the dirt you should eat the dirt. As soon as this kid grabbed a fistful of dirt and started bringing it to her mouth, mom scooped her up and rushed off in a huff. I didn't see them again the rest of the night. You know, I've heard some people say that what OP did here was actually advocating and helping this kid get a better immune system. I wouldn't advocate for kids to eat dirt, but I also wouldn't advocate for parents to try to shift weird blame on random strangers as a way of trying to get their kids to not do something. Our next story is, vice principal tries to give me detention for absences, ends with him no longer allowed to make attendance related decisions. A little long and it's not that petty, but knowing that he didn't get to just turn an excused absence into an unexcused one, and that he wasn't allowed to do it to anyone else, still makes me feel better about what happened. Approximately 15 years ago, my senior year of high school, my bio dad decided to implode our lives. Between him causing drama, my dog of 12 years passing away, wisdom teeth removal, first period, lasted a month and I was bleeding through supers in less than 4 hours, and doing college campus visits, I missed a bit of school. Some days I was so physically ill from the emotional toll, undiagnosed ADHD and depression, I just needed a break. One of my vice principals, Mr. Rules, decided that I'd missed too much school. Even though my mom called me out and it was all approved absences, he caught me one day and told me that I had to attend detention unless I had a doctor's note for my absence the day before. No warning, no meeting with the truancy officer, no meeting with the school counselor. Mind you, I was maintaining a 3.8 GPA, involved in several extracurricular activities and a part-time job. After classes, I called my primary care's office and they agreed to write me a note. My mom had called the nurse line to see if they felt I needed to come in for an appointment when I'd been out. So they had a record of my fever and symptoms and the doctor's recommendation to stay home. Swung by, picked up the note, went back to school before detention started. The other vice principal, Mr. Smith, was at the desk when I got there, and the one who wanted to give me detention was elsewhere. Mr. Smith was surprised that I was there and asked if he could help. I explained everything and showed him my note told me he would pass along the note to Mr. Rules, and not to worry about the detention. On my way out the front door, Mr. Rules catches me and asks where I think I'm going as detention is about to begin. I kindly advise him that I just dropped off my doctor's note with Mr. Smith, who had said I didn't need to stay since I fulfilled Mr. Rules's requirement. I could see a whole range of emotions flash across Mr. Rules's face, but he begrudgingly let me go. The vein in his forehead looked ready to pop, I told my mom what had happened. She called the head principal, I don't know what was said. I know that she had a conference call with someone from the school board and the school counselor. She shared the litany of things we were going through along with my mental health state and a few other items that were happening. Mr. Rules was no longer allowed to discuss my attendance with me the rest of the year. Even though he would glare at me or ignore me whenever we were in the same room, I also heard that he wasn't allowed to make any other decisions about attendance issues or concerns without Mr. Smith, the truancy officer, or the head principal present. They also instituted a new rule with the office staff that any questionable absences for any student had to be brought to the head principal only. As it turned out one of the office ladies didn't like my mom or I. It was related to that whole bio dad imploding our lives bit and had taken that absence to Mr. Rules specifically because she knew he would change it to unexcused. She was moved from the front office to another area and not allowed to answer the phones after that.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Mr. Smith checked in with me occasionally to make sure I was doing okay, and if I needed any extra time with the school counselor. As long as I maintained my grades, my teachers had no issues with my performance and no one excused absences, they didn't bother me about the extra days away. Honestly, I think what frustrates me the most is finding out that this front office staff has a clear bias and was acting in such a way that these people are going to kind of suffer in a way as a result of it and they just shift them around. Is this like related to the fact that the school budget is so poor that they can't afford to fire them and hire somebody else? Somebody who's deliberately taking actions against the students is probably good enough of a reason to fire somebody, right? Our next story is, Random stranger used my email for his gamer account. So I've been getting spam emails from a game developer for Call of Duty for a while. I unsubscribed. Didn't work, I tried contacting Activision. It didn't work. Apparently there's someone who used my email to create a Call of Duty account. So today I finally got tired of it. I go to the Call of Duty website and tried to sign in. Well, I forgot my password so I let them know so. They were kind enough to send me a link to reset my password and so I did. Wrote it down and proceeded to monkey with the account. The password I chose is super obscure and ridiculous and will make any IT person proud. I then proceeded to change the email address on file so I wouldn't get any more emails. Then I already had access to the account so I changed the account holder name the user handle to some super cute and embarrassing handle for a game like Call of Duty, I unlinked the Xbox account and tried to monkey with every setting I could. So all in all, it won't have too much effect on this person other than his account is no longer linked and he has a cutesy gamer handle now and he has no more access to the account, but it felt good. I mean, I feel like if they're not a kid now, they were definitely a kid when they signed up for that account. Because I just can't understand anybody using an email that isn't theirs when they make this account. Unless it's somebody that for some reason somehow has never used email before and just put something random in. Our next story is... X engaged less than a week after we split. Her fiancé had no idea we were together. I wrote a blog and shared it with some of her friends and family towards the end of last year i started talking to a girl i went to high school with we didn't really stay in touch and are both now 35. she had always had this very outgoing bubbly personality and a strong christian faith since i knew her i was brought up christian but fell away from it when we started hanging out we talked one night about past relationships and how we had both always had bad relationships that ended with the other party cheating or lying and in her case she talked about how she was always abused She actually dated one of my friend's buddies and told me a little bit about that relationship, etc. This will be important later. I for once felt like I found a woman who understood me and that we both had been through similar pain. She was nothing but nice and caring our whole relationship, always asking about my day, cooking me dinner, running me a bath, massages, and never once did she put me down. She was always trying to build me up anytime I was hard on myself. I honestly thought she was too good of a girl for me. In order to not make this super long we'll fast forward to last month where for a week she suddenly became distant and at first she was sick and I was just giving her space. I would sent her some flowers on a Friday in which she was happy to get but over the weekend and into the next she wasn't really answering my texts or calls. As I said at the time I thought she just needed space but in the back of my mind, I did have some thoughts of what if she's seeing someone else or we're about to break up. Now, during our whole relationship, I had full trust in this woman more than I'd ever had in any other. She finally called me the following Friday and I could tell where it was headed. She said that she wanted to find a man of faith, etc. To which I told her that if that's what she wants, then that's what she deserves. We talked for about an hour and after hanging up, I really wasn't all that upset over it. For me, I felt for once I had an honest and respectful relationship and felt I could finally find that moving forward. Me and her just weren't for each other, but at least I'd seen that I could find someone who would treat me right in the future, but then that all turned upside down. However, not more than a week later, I see her post a picture on Facebook with another guy. At first I'm like, this has to be an old Facebook account, etc. Well not only was it not, she was also engaged to this guy at this point i'm feeling all kinds of emotions i text her basically saying that she could have just been upfront with me she responds saying she's sorry and that she knows this seems crazy but they had hung out after we broke up and he confessed his feelings towards her i couldn't wrap my head around any of this and she apologized another time or two and then basically said she wasn't going to keep apologizing etc telling me how i should go to church and find god etc In one of my heated moments, I decided to leave a comment on her new fiancé post about them getting engaged saying, funny, we were just in a relationship less than a week ago. She called me the following morning mad with her first words being, are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? That I had no right to post that as we were broke up, etc. Still claiming that she had never cheated on me or anything. She finally admitted that they were talking while we were together. But she'd known him 10 years and wasn't going to stop talking to a friend and that it was never anything bad i told her she emotionally cheated on me and she denied it over and over i was losing my mind and was thinking about ending things for several days as i couldn't understand this at all then two days later i get a message from her fiance asking if i was in a relationship with x and that she claims you two never dated and had talked a long time ago and that was it At this point i'm like what the heck is this serious she's completely denying my existence at this point not to mention one of her old best friends literally dates my brother who we'd hung out with while dating plus we have mutual friends from high school etc he asks for proof so i provide him text messages pictures etc he was taken aback he had no idea she was seeing me saying he'd already caught her in a couple of lies but brushed it off, but basically that he didn't feel he could marry someone who had lied and cheated on the both of us. I felt bad for the guy as he seems like a really good guy himself. He told me they had started talking on August 7th, we broke up on August 25th. I also found a picture of them both hanging out on her couch, embraced in a hug, on August 16th. At this point, I'm still trying to put everything together, trying to figure out how this woman who did nothing but treat me well, our entire relationship, could turn around and deny my existence and basically not even care. The fact that she told me lies and talked about God in the same paragraph just blew me away. Even when confronted with the evidence, she continued claiming she never cheated on me. They're both still moving forward with the marriage. I mean, good luck to this guy if he continues going forward with that. How does this guy have enough sense to go, I don't know if I can marry someone that cheated and lied on the both of us? And then goes on to just proceed with the marriage. You see the car crash coming, like miles ahead of time. Why not pull over now? Honestly, considering what she did, this person is so awful that it almost isn't even worth OP's time and effort to even worry about them or think about them. Honestly. If i were in op's position this person would be the dirt under my shoes i would forget about them and just try to focus on being the best me and have my true revenge just be me thriving without them our next story is parking revenge many years ago while working on a job at a church i came out to my work truck and found a note under the wipers calling me an idiot for my bad parking job i stepped back to look and i couldn't have been more centered if i tried I honestly didn't know what the problem was. Maybe the other person was parked too close and gone now? I don't know. Anyways, the note was written on an official notepad paper from a local company with the employee's name on it. Maybe it was the guy's wife that left it on my car. So next time I was on that side of town, I looked for a fancy car parked up front, hopefully a big wig, and put the note under their wiper. I mean, OP did their best to try to identify who possibly could have been the note leaver But who knows, this probably was some Karen in the dumpiest of cars who just has some kind of stigma against larger vehicles, even though OP was actually parked pretty well. This next story is, can you turn down the vulgar music? I, 60-year-old male, work in a manufacturing facility. I do maintenance. While I was installing a new piece of equipment, one of the production employees, 26-year-old male, thought that his music needed to be heard everywhere. After a couple of hours, I asked if he could turn it down a little. The lyrics were not in line with company policies. He gave me a dirty look and turned the volume all the way up, flipping me the bird as he turned around and walked away. This made me just a little unhappy. I had some stereo components I was planning for my truck. I decided to go big. I had the office nest some parts to cut on our industrial laser, and over the weekend I made my boombox. I had a car stereo and amps for 6,000 watts of power, put three car batteries in it and installed steel casters on the bottom. This was all done over a four-day weekend. Come Tuesday when everyone returned to work, I wheel out my boombox. I had informed the plant manager of my intentions and he gave me permission to get my music on. I placed the boombox next to his and waited. I let him turn his on before starting to play mine. Every time he would turn his up, I would give mine a little more. He was unable to even tell the type of music he was trying to play. Knowing what he hated to hear, I put a short playlist on repeat. He tried to apologize for the way he acted the week before, but was given the same response that he gave me. This boombox is loud. You could hear it outside of the building 300 feet from where it was set up. After three days of this, he quit and looked for another job. Don't mess with the old guys. They have years of revenge planning before you ever get started. And they've got the ears to deal with the louder music too, right? I mean, shoot, if you work in a manufacturing facility, after working there for years, you might need speakers that use 6,000 watts of power. Our next story is... miss the bus so i drive a city bus for a living there's one guy that's a regular rider that feels he doesn't have to follow the rules he expects us to remember where he wants off the bus feels we should wait for him if he's late things like that well today i saw him going to the bus stop but was still about a hundred feet away now i could have stopped and let him get on i also didn't have to so i thought keep driving he can catch the next one in 30 minutes so i just kept going here's where it gets better instead of him catching the next bus 30 minutes later he waited till i was back there an hour later this made him miss his connecting bus and that was the last one leaving the terminal honestly for everybody else on that bus thank you to op don't cave to one person who wants to hold back a bus full of people because they can't be bothered to get there on time if op was five ten minutes early i could understand waiting but one person cannot just be like Yo, wait up for me. Maybe if this guy was walking with a walker or a crutches or something. This next story is, make my life difficult for nearly a decade, I'll make you look like an idiot. When I first left home to go to university, my parents co-signed a mortgage for me on an apartment-style condominium in a small Canadian city. This was 20 years ago, so it came in at a whopping $52,000. They thought that this was a much better and economical choice than trying to find an apartment and deal with landlords. I loved the idea and moved into my new home. The building was almost entirely populated by the 65 plus crowd. It was small and only had 24 units split into two halves. I had a basement condo. It was a nice place, nothing fancy but amazing for a student. I was young, 19, but I was quiet, kept to myself and didn't do the whole party thing. I got along with most of my neighbors. I'd help them out moving heavy things or carrying groceries upstairs. I was acutely aware of the age gap and the general image of a university student, so I made sure to just be an all-around great guy to avoid conflict. The one person I could never see eye to eye with was my upstairs neighbor. For a 70-year-old woman that couldn't have weighed more than 100 pounds, she walked like a danged elephant she'd have gospel music on her tv at max volume at 5am on sundays she'd make remarks about that dang kid whenever something was left out of place she even went so far as to accusing me of breaking into her car and making a police statement saying she saw me do it unfortunately for her i was out of the country on an internship at the time but she still persisted being a pain in my butt I'd tried to approach her about the TV issue and her response was to make sure that it was no longer just Sunday. After a couple of years of attempted diplomacy, it was clear that nothing I did would make things better. Others in the building probably knew she had it out for me, but why would this adorable little old lady try to lie and get me thrown out of the building by the condo board? She tried at least 11 times while I lived there. Seven years into my time living there, I was at my job with an ambulance service just north of the city. I got called to a shooting, guy shot his neighbor in a land dispute. The neighbor survived, but there was of course going to be a police investigation. The investigating officers called me to get a statement and offered to just come over to do it, rather than have me travel. One of them was a constable I'd worked with quite a bit, so I said sure. We set a time for about an hour after I'd get home from work. I was just getting out of the shower when they buzzed to get into the building. I said come in, I'll be out in a second. I hit the door buzzer and quickly grabbed some pants and a shirt. I heard them come in and then walk upstairs. As I'm trying to throw on clothes, I hear them knock on my upstairs neighbor's door. They introduced themselves as being from RCMP, Major Crimes Division, and that they were looking for me. Balls. She says, oh, he lives downstairs. What do you want with him? They thanked her and informed her that they couldn't say as it was an active investigation. My heart sank. But then i had a thought it only took about 15 minutes to do my statement and they went on their way and then the fun began i knew the rumor mill would be starting she would tell everyone that would listen that major crimes was looking for me and that i must be some sort of criminal i decided to see where this went pretty soon i'm getting side eye in the hallway neighbors are steering clear of me so i know she's been talking Turns out I've been arrested for robbery and kidnapping and must be out on bail according to her. I found this out when one of my neighbors who was on the condo board showed up with a letter demanding an explanation and threats to have me kicked out. I asked him what this was all about and he said, well, Linda sent us a letter about what had happened and we had to have an emergency board meeting because people don't feel safe with you here. I said that per the bylaws of the condo board, before any action could be taken, I could request a meeting to review and provide a defense. Linda was on the board, so I knew she'd be there. They set a date for a week from then, but I was given a caution that it didn't look good for me and that I would have to do a lot of explaining. The meeting day comes, Linda is sitting smugly looking at me, the other board members are giving me dirty looks, the board president asks what I have to say in my defense. I stand and quietly distribute a letter on RCMP letterhead signed by the regional superintendent that says, Mr. OP is not under suspicion of any crimes, past or current, and has not been arrested, detained, or questioned as a suspect in any criminal matter. His duties as a paramedic will often require him to make statements in regards to ongoing investigations, and in this instance on date, investigators had gone to obtain a statement about an ongoing investigation for which he was professionally involved. At no time did the members discuss, disclose, or in any way indicate that he had any involvement in any wrongdoings. I am deeply saddened by the necessity of this letter, and we will be reopening an investigation into a previous incident regarding false statements made against him. You could tell when people read and understood it, The dirty looks shifted from me to Linda. She exclaimed that it must be a forgery. She witnessed me being let off in handcuffs. She pleaded that they should believe her. It didn't help her. I stood and addressed the board and outlined the years of abuse and harassment, including the false accusation of break and enter to a vehicle. I informed the board that, on advice of my lawyer, that I do not discuss the matter further with any member of the board, as Linda, being a part of it and using her position for the purposes of harassment, opened the board as a whole to litigation, and I was still weighing my options. The next day, I had a knock on my door. The board president had informed me that Linda was removed from the board and that she was given warning about her conduct, and that any further harassment could result in proceedings to have her removed from the building. She also had a visit from police with a summons for providing a false statement and obstructing a peace officer. She had to attend court, she pled guilty to both and was given a suspended sentence and a one-year condition not to harass, threaten or intentionally inconvenience me in any way. If she abided by her conditions, she would receive an absolute discharge, meaning it would be removed from her record, like it never happened. I moved to another province before her year was up, but for a brief period of time, I actually got to sleep in on Sunday mornings. You know, maybe the Sunday morning thing wouldn't have been so bad if they weren't just a terrible person all around beyond that. Like I get it, you're hugely religious, you wanna have your gospel before the sun's even up, but at least be considerate every other time you can. Our next story is, rude to the cashier? Enjoy a small pizza slice and warm beer. I work as a concessions cashier at a stadium. Our pizzas come to our stand pre-sliced, and the slices are always uneven. Some slices are bigger, other slices are smaller. Most customers are nice. Nice customers get the biggest pizza slices I can find, and I reach to the back of the fridge to get them the coldest cans of beer. But when a customer is rude to me, I get them the smaller slices and the warmer beer from the front of the fridge on purpose. The food is always safe, just not an ideal size. The cans of beer are always safe, just not cold sometimes the smallest revenges like watching a rude person disappointment at a tiny slice of pizza and lukewarm beer can be the most satisfying i think everybody knows the dissatisfaction of if not ordering like a slice at a pizza place having a pizza that you like split with somebody and you get stuck with that tiny little itty bitty slice but to be fair it does have to go at some point and the rude people i think they're more than deserving of those small slices